glad I started early because now I'm on time. <laughs> Happy Monday. I'm so excited to be here with you ladies. I um, am choosing to work through Facebook's complications. We're recording this spam and we're just going live here. Isn't it odd? Like one way it won't work, but I go to my phone and it will work. Is that not like a word for someone today? Like, just because you've tried it one way and it didn't work does not mean that it was not meant to be, does not mean that it really doesn't work. You just might have to try something else. Good morning, Dottie, Carrie, Amanda, that's who I see right now. Good morning to you all. I am on my phone again, so I may not see comments, but drop a hello. Drop any prayer requests you have. We are going to talk about those today. Um, and we're going to dive really deep into change. So this is um, a live I talked about, I talk about all my lives, with my husband, uh, and I told him, you're going to need to put your big boy panties on <laughs> for this one, and I'm going to tell you all the same thing, because just like Facebook kicked me out on uh, the computer where I normally record, where everything sounds really pretty, and it's so much easier for me to upload it and put it into the podcast and everything else, sometimes you've got to pivot and turn and try a different way. Stop trying to bang your head, trying to do things the way that isn't meant for you, and pivot and just look, there is another way to do it. I promise it might not be the easiest way, it might not be the prettiest way, but there's another way to do it. Good morning. Erin, so if you have any prayer requests, drop them in the comment link below. If you are listening on the podcast, um, please let me know if you have any prayer requests there as well. If you listen on Spotify or Anchor, you're able to comment, message me back and forth and have conversations with me there as well. So before we start into this live today, we're going to open up with prayer. Lord, I just come today so grateful for another day, for you teaching lessons for my mindset before we even get started into this. Lord, I ask that you speak to every one of these women underneath my voice and just touch them and bless them where two or more come together. You are. And Lord, we're together here. You can use the internet for our good. You can use Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, all of those things for your good. And Lord, we're choosing to spend a few minutes in your word today, to spend a few minutes digging deep into our hearts today. And Lord, I just ask that you touch those and speak to those who are hurting, who need your touch, who um, need peace, who need silence, who need outside words and opinions to just stop and I ask you to touch those women father and help them to fix and focus their eyes their hearts their minds their ears on you Lord and to tune out all the other noise of this world Lord I thank you for the opportunity to speak um, about this and about your word here and in Jesus name we pray amen good morning Susan Stephanie so we are talking about change. And this is one of those uh, topics, and we're sort of building one on top of the other here with this 
these latest um, podcasts, that is controversial because there are so many different things out there, right? And this is that time of year where you see all the experts come out of the woodwork and go, I know what's best for your body. We can lose weight really quickly. You don't need to do X, Y, or Z. You can just eat whatever you want and do whatever you want and work out as much as you want and still lose weight. And we go, it sounds too good to be true. And I want you to hold on to that thought as the next coming weeks happen and we start thinking about our health and we start thinking about our our wellness a little bit more, which I love this time of year. I love when women start talking about taking care of themselves, but I love when they do it for the long term, not for the short term. I'm going to quit in March because this didn't work for me mindset. So last week we talked about how to find the right coach, what to look for, like to look for the certifications. I want to flip my phone around and uh, show you, like your coach should be growing. Your coach should be challenging themselves. Your coach should show that they struggle because we're not immune to anything else just because we have title, personal trainer, nutritionist, specialist, we have a bachelor of science, master's, doctorate in physical education. That doesn't exempt us. And just like we need to pray for our pastors because they have the most pressure from the spirit, like, yeah, there's a lot of warfare going on there. We need to pray for them. Just because they hop up every Sunday doesn't mean they're not struggling inside. Same thing for your fitness coach, professional, they struggle through the same things. Like, I don't know any coach that really enjoys certain aspects of health. Like, we don't enjoy it all. So if they're portraying that they do, you might want to dig a little bit deeper there and see what exactly is their agenda. So that's what we talked about last week. You can go watch last week's podcast and go through that. This week, we talked about them, right? We talked about pointing our fingers this way. This week, we're pointing the thumbs at ourselves. And I speak this out of my own experience. I speak this because I struggle with this. I'm not calling anyone out. Typically, after um, lives like this, I get a lot of things like, is it because of a comment I said? No. Straight up, it's not because of you. Remember, we're not doing this. This is coming from me, and I know that other women struggle with this. So as we hop into our health change season, here comes our struggle. We're going to look at a few scriptures today. We're going to look at Ephesians 4, and I will um, put these, I'm trying to put these into the chat now, but it doesn't always work when I'm on my computer. We're going to look at Ephesians 4. 20 through through 24. We are also going to look at Philippians 3, um, and we're really going to break down what these things mean. I'm moving you over here so that I can read. So before we begin, let's look at Ephesians 4. This is 22 through 24. 
you were taught, this is in the NIV, you were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitudes of your mind and put on your new self, created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. First off, amen. <laughs> that is amazing. As you decide in your health journey, this is talking about in your walk with Christ. So we've already made this decision in our walk with Christ that our past is no longer how we're going to live. I am someone who was saved at 22. So I have a lot of years to look back and say, oh, that's not the way to do it. That's not how I'm supposed to live anymore, right? There are a lot of things that I did that are proof that God and Jesus have transformed my life because I don't live that old life anymore. When you are looking to make a health choice and say, I am deciding today to honor now this body that God made and Jesus died for, and I'm going to treat it with respect and not treat it how I used to anymore, this verse carries right into it. We are to put off our old self, take that off. The I find comfort in chocolate, I stress eat, I can't control myself, I allow food to control my emotions, whether feeling good, like I ate really well today, I'm good. No, you're good regardless of what you eat. Jesus isn't up there like, all right, Jennifer, did you have all of your greens today? Yes? Good. Good. Did you, oh, you had a Snickers for a snack? Tick down. Mm -mm, no. Oh, and you had fast food for dinner? Not good. Stop allowing food to dictate your mood, how you feel about yourself, how you value yourself, how you feel others value you, you, right? We are to put that off. Ginger says I'm funny. <laughs> Very rarely get that. Um, I'm not, my husband's the funny one, so I'm going to take this. I'll take it and run with it. It's being corrupted by deceitful desires. So that goes into our mindset of living in a way that isn't honoring Christ and moving towards his kingdom, which is a race that is never done until we are dead. So it's never like we're like, we are faithful and righteous. Put on our power stance. We're always growing in that. Our health is no different. It's not like we are healthy. I'm never going to crave a Snickers again. I'm never going to want to bake cookies again. That food below me. Not going to eat that. If we allow food to dictate our emotions and how we feel and how we value ourselves, then we are taking the weight of what Jesus did for us on that cross and putting it onto a cookie and putting it onto fast food and putting it 
onto salads and saying, I'm only good when I eat this. I'm only good and valued when I work out, when I sweat really hard, when I push myself to the limit. No, you're good all the time. You were good from the beginning. God made all things and said, this is good. Before you were born, before you took your first breath of air, before your parents thought about making a baby, you were good. It has nothing to do with how good you eat. So stop putting your values, stop putting your worth tied into, well, I ate good today, so I'm good. Well, I ate bad today. I'm such a failure. I can't stick to a diet. I can't do this. No, the biggest part of this verse in Ephesians 4, 22 through 24 is not only the biggest thing for our Christ-like transformation. When we accept Jesus into our life and we go out with the new, I want that to die. I want that to die. I want to become more like you. We need to be made new in the attitudes in our mind. Verse 23, Ephesians 4, 23. If you are not made new in your minds, if you are not made new in your attitudes, then it's not going to stick. If you are constantly walking in your life with Christ, and I'm saying this here because I'm assuming most of us are not, going, oh, those were the good old days when I was consciously sinning and living a life that was all about me, drinking all the things and doing whatever it was. Those were the good old days. We don't think that as we accept Christ, do we? We're like, oh, <laughs> yeah, I can't believe I did all that. That's how I think. Like, oh my gosh. But instead of allowing that to be an embarrassment for me, I allow it to be my testimony and say, I know God is real. I know Jesus is real. I know the spirit lives here because look at where I was and look at where I am. Now, I am not perfect, but I am not that. I keep pulling off that old self each day, each minute. I'm putting more and more of that old self off and putting on the new. That I'm created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. We allow that with our faith. But we fall back into old habits really easy with our health. Unchanged circumstances cannot become our excuse. There's a reason that there's yo-yo dieting. And it's because you didn't stick to one. It's not because it didn't work, it did, and then you quit. It may not have been the right one for you. It may not have been perfect for your lifestyle, but that comes down to us rushing into things and going, I want this now. And this promise is the quickest results. This promise is that I'm gonna be down in, in a great looking bikini for my whatever in February. Then you get into your whatever in February, and now you have no reason to stick with that lifestyle anymore. The first thing I want you to look at are your excuses, but also your reasons for getting healthy. 
if your reasons for getting healthy are superficial, worldly things, it will not last. Because guess what? We're all going to get older. And bathing suit styles change really quickly. And style changes really quickly. And it doesn't really matter if you're thin on the outside, but really unhealthy on the inside. This is talking to all of those diets that are like, don't, don't, mm -mm, don't have a potato. Absolutely not. Do not. But butter, bacon fat, bacon grease, pump it up, cheese, have it all. Those things in moderation are good, but those things in too much are clogging your arteries and your heart is going to stop pumping blood. Don't. Don't do it for the wrong reasons. Do it to honor what God died or Jesus died to give you. Do it because you're trying to be less like you were before and more like Jesus and more like the new that you are stepping into. The other verse we're going to look at um, is Philippians 3. I like this entire chapter, especially as it relates to health. Um, but we will trim it down. Um, we are going to look at Philippians 3. We're just going to start at the beginning and we are going to move to verse nine or so. We'll read it real quick and then we're going to relate it back. Philippians 3, 1. Further, my brothers and sisters, sisters in here, rejoice in the Lord. It is no trouble for me to write the same things to you again and is a safeguard for you. Paul's writing this to the church. Even the young church had to be told over and over and over and over again the same things. You need to just stick to something, right? And it's okay. You need to just start and fine tune it from there. So we're going to watch out for those dogs, those evildoers, those mutilators of the flesh. For it is we who are the circumcisions, we who serve God by his spirit, who boast in Jesus Christ and who put no confidence in the flesh, though I myself have many reasons for such confidence. I'm going to stop there. Paul, before he was blinded, you don't know, murdered Christians, had all the earthly titles that you could want, all of them, rich, handsome, good-looking, king, warrior. He had all these earthly titles that made him more than, who made him powerful. And you know what? It didn't matter in the end. So if you are fighting for gene size, if you are fighting for a number on the scale, if you are fighting for bathing suit season, if you are fighting to think that you'll be happier when you're skinny than you are right now without changing this up here, it will not last. It will not last. And I'm here to tell you that I have all the reasons to say that just like Paul did because I've tried all those things too. I have all the knowledge. I know what you should be doing and what you shouldn't be doing. I have the degrees. I have all these things to prove that. 
and I've done it. I've been there. I've gotten skinny really fast by doing some really drastic things. And you know what? It killed my heart. And it killed my spirit. And I had some fake smile on the outside like, look at me, I've hit my goal. And I was dead in here. So that doesn't matter. You need to change your thoughts of why you're getting healthy for your kids to live a healthy life, to show a good example, right? We'll continue back to Paul. This is the end of verse four. If someone else thinks they have reasons to put confidence in the flesh, I have more. He was circumcised on the eighth day. Of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews in regards to the law, a Pharisee, as for a zeal persecuting the church, as for righteousness based on the law, faultless. He was a perfect human in the eyes of the Lord. Yet he was dead inside. So you could be, I don't know what your perfect measurements are, 38, 34, 32, however that song goes. Remember, I was saved at 22. Sir mix a lot, right? Like whatever that is that you're reaching for, if you're doing it out of zeal, vain, earthly reasons, it is not going to last. It's not because he says this. Whatever were gains to me now, I consider as a loss for the Christ, uh, for the sake of Christ. What is more? What is more? That you can do all of these things, that you have these earthly, um, earthly ways, that you have all these titles, that you're in a size two jeans, that you've lost all this weight, that this, that, or the other, or is it more that you're doing this to say, I don't want my kids to go through the same thing that I'm dealing with. I want to start something and stick with it long term. I want to hit my goal and then stay in this lifestyle because it's beneficial to my body, to my kids, to my spouse, to my grandkids, for my overall health. Paul considered everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Jesus Christ, his Lord, for whose sake he has lost all things. Are you taking care of your body because Jesus died for it? Or are you doing it to get into a pant size? Or are you doing it to just prove a point that you can lose the weight? Or are you doing it to be a certain number on the scale? Or are you doing it so that you look good next summer? Who cares what others think good looks like? That's all relative, right? Back to my point, the reason your yo-yo diets are yo-yo diets are because you actually just don't stick to them. If they worked, you would stick with it. They worked. We didn't stick with it. So why is that? It was either our goals were wrong, we're doing it for earthly reasons, or the program wasn't right for us. But instead of saying the program wasn't right for us, that, that um, restrictive diet wasn't right for me. We just go, I'm going to go right back to my old self. 
Ah, forget everything I learned. And all of a sudden, we're back. We're supposed to shut off the old. Yet when it comes to our health, we just like put it right back on. We're like, well, you know, doesn't matter. Bring on what I was doing before. It's fine. So we often make excuses for our circumstances. This is where it's going to get a little um, deeper, right? We often make excuses out of our circumstances, claiming that because the circumstances remained the same, that we cannot do X, Y, or Z. That we cannot make any progress or we cannot snap out of our misery because the situation is the same. How are you going to change your situation if you don't change? How is that going to happen? We're just like, well, we're letting these old habits sneak back in. They, your old habits, are also the wolves in sheep clothing. Just as easily as they come into our rhetoric that we believe about Jesus, they sneak back in really cautiously and really slowly. We go, oh, it's just one weekend. Oh, it's just one drink. Oh, it's just one meal. And it is when we treat it like that. But then we don't because we continue the cycle. And now we're back to our old habits because we've allowed those habits to come back in. We cannot say that our misery, our happiness, our joy comes from our weight. Because it doesn't. We cannot say that our misery, our happiness, or our joy comes from our food choices that day. Or how hard we worked out. Or what we did that day. Because it doesn't. Our joy is something that's deep inside that has nothing to do with our external attitude. And everything to do with our internal belief that Jesus died for me. That's where my joy comes from. There are a lot of days I want to quit. There are a lot of days I'm not happy. There are a lot of days that I am ready to be like, this is enough. This is enough. I don't want to do this anymore. But I remember that my joy doesn't come from my circumstances. And my circumstance cannot become my excuse. Just because I tell myself I cannot afford vegetables does not mean that I cannot afford vegetables. If I can afford ramen, I can afford carrots. If I can afford ramen, I can afford green beans. Or I can grow them and I can pivot and go, all right, all right, this isn't working out. We're in a, a tight money situation. Does not mean that I have to have McDonald's every day. It does mean I need to pivot and think about something else just like this live. Just because Facebook live didn't work didn't mean I was like, well, my circumstance was that I can't go live. No, we pivot. And is this long view what I want? No, my light's wrong. My hair looks bad in this light. Don't really love it. It's much harder, like I said, to put it onto a podcast. Doesn't mean that I'm not doing it, though. So stop letting your circumstance become your excuse for your health and for your faith. Your joy doesn't come from your bank account. Your joy doesn't come from a happy child running around quietly. Your joy doesn't come from your spouse. Your joy comes from Jesus. 
and your reasons for being healthy don't come from external sources either. It has to come from your relationship with Jesus. Most of the people that were destroyed in the Bible were not defeated because of some big thing, right? They were not defeated by circumstance. They were usually defeated because they started double-guessing themselves and thinking they should have gone back to where they were. Look at the Israelites. They stayed in the forest. They stayed in the wilderness for so long. And then they kept thinking, it was better back there. And we start thinking as we're on that verge of change and that verge of health that, you know what was easier? Fast food. You know what was easier? Not caring. You know what was easier? That. No, it wasn't. Your mind's playing tricks on you. That wasn't easier. That was worse for all of this. Right? But we start looking back too much. Don't turn into salt because you looked back. He's not telling you to look there on your health journey. You can go, oh, I've come a good long way. All right, I'm making progress. It's not as fast as I want, but I'm making progress. It doesn't look like I thought it was going to look like, but what does in my journey with God? I'm moving forward. It's okay. God can still demonstrate his love and his faithful power in spite of seemingly bad situations. So, circumstances, whatever you're in today, whatever you're going through, whatever reason you're trying to say you can't work out, you won't work out, you can't eat healthy, you won't eat healthy, you're going to do this X, Y, or Z, circumstances cannot define your fate nor can they control the love that God already has for you because you are good. God is interested in the transformation of our life. The transformation of Paul. We look at it and we go, wow. Wow. At least I do. I look at the transformation of Paul and I am awestruck all the time going, man, that's like, that's a testimony. The reason it's a testimony is one, he could admit that he was doing things wrong and speak them and then he changed and transformed forwards. If we just look at other people's lives and go, man, that's real great and then think that's not possible for us, what, what are we saying about God? That he can't change our lives because we've messed them up too much? No. That's, that's, that's not right at all. Does that, does your truth that you're speaking about yourself line up with what God spoke over you? Stop just saying it's the diet. Stop just saying you're not capable. There are a thousand reasons I shouldn't have worked out this morning. I have two torn ACLs. It's a pretty good reason. Um, I have a son that's away. I needed to talk to him. I have four and a half hours of calls today. I have grocery shopping to do. I didn't food prep yesterday, so I have to food prep today. And I also need to prep for surgery. I think a lot of us would go, yeah, no, I understand why you're not working out. That makes sense. But I did. Because it's not about all the other stuff that needs to get done. It's not about my 
situation and my circumstance right now, it's about when I work out, I'm getting stronger, I'm feeling better, I'm doing what I can do. Are there things I can't do? Sure. Yes. Absolutely there are things I can't do. And if I only focused on what I can't do, then I wouldn't grow in any other area. If I can only focus on my bank account has little money, so I can't afford, then guess where your heart is? That you're empty, that you're broke. If you can only look at, oh, my knees are bad and I can't uh, run a marathon right now, I don't even wanna run a marathon right now, right? Like that's not my goal to run a marathon, but I could, and people do, allow that one thing to go, well, since I can't do that, I may as well do nothing. I still have arms, right? I still have a chest and back, and I still have to have strong legs to get through this surgery because it's a 12 month recovery time. So if I was just like, bah, can't do it, won't do it, guess what, I'm, I'm hurting myself down the line by hurting my muscles, by not doing anything. God is able to change our bad situations, but he's more interested, I believe, to see what we do in those seasons than what he can change because one word, he can change it, right? We believe that. With one word, one blink, one snap, he could change it all. But I think he's looking down going, what is she gonna do here? Did the same thing with Job. He allowed the devil to mess and steal and take everything from him. Everything. And he goes, what's he gonna do here? He's gonna worship. What are you going to do in your seasons? What are you going to do to transform? What is God going to rise up into you that he wants to show you needs to get worked on that you don't need to shove down anymore? In order to change, you have to change. It really doesn't matter what plan you pick. Really doesn't matter what coach you pick. You can sign up for the most expensive, really high tiered program with the best coach in the world. And if you don't listen to what they're teaching you, you're not gonna get results. Just because you pay the money doesn't mean you get thin. Just because you pay the money, they're not coming there like moving your arm up and down and doing the workout. They're not like, and you have to punch now, Heather. I was yelled at this morning by my coach like a lot. In fact, I didn't have to tell him to punch. Like I was like, I'm gonna punch you right now. Like you don't have to tell me anymore. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna punch you. But he can't do that for me. Like I can show up at the gym and just go tanning. There, that was at the gym today. They can't force you to go on the machines. They can't force you to lift a weight. They can't force you to chop veggies. You have to be ready to change. And there's a chart that I send out to people all the time. And where are you? Are you a one? Are you a 10? Um, I'm a four. Well, then you're not, just don't, don't waste your money. You're not ready to change yet. You have to do the work. If you are not willing to say there are areas in my life that I need to improve and that needs some work, it doesn't matter how much you pay. It doesn't matter what gym membership you sign up for. It doesn't matter what coach you get. 
You need to be willing to change. Our goal needs to be higher than weight as women of faith, higher than pant size, higher than looking good for Instagram. Who cares? Who cares about all that social media stuff? What's your goal? Your goal doesn't have to be the, to be the thinnest out of your family or all your friends or any of that. Your goal needs to be to align your heart with God and to treat your body with respect, to treat your body with love. You need to be ready to do that. If you are watching this and you go, you know what? I've tried all these yo-yo diets and the reason they didn't work was me. Not this anymore. It was that program. No, the program worked and then you reverted back. So it may have been off on a little bit, but we could have made small changes. Instead, like we went way back, right? Like we started and I lost 20 pounds, but I've gained back 40. And you're like, ooh. Okay, are we going to continue pointing at that or are we going to point at ourselves and go, no, it's time for me to take responsibility for my actions, for what I'm doing. I saw a Marie Callender thing yesterday. I don't know if you've seen this. Um, I think it was way before yesterday that it was posted, but it's hilarious. And a woman posted a burnt pumpkin pie. Burnt, like way burnt. You can look it up. And she messaged Marie Callender publicly and saying, thanks for ruining my Thanksgiving dessert, Marie Callender, and posted a picture of this torched up pumpkin pie, torched. This is her doing this. You burnt my pie. You burnt my pie. You did this, Marie Calendar. They're like, we put it in a box with directions and you didn't follow the directions. If you're ready to go from this attitude to this, you're ready for change. We're ready to talk. We're ready to do some things. We're ready to transform your life. But if you're still here, that program didn't work. It's a bad program. That coach, bad coach. That diet, bad diet. Marie Calendar, you burnt my pumpkin pie. No, we, she burnt that pie. She set the setting too high. The comments in there, good Lord, if you haven't read them, you have to. It'll bring a slice of joy to your life. Like, did you set your, your oven on sun? Did you yeet your pie into the abyss? Like, no, there was something she did that was a mistake. But we're in this culture of it's their fault it's their problem, it's theirs, it's theirs, it's theirs, and we only want the quick, quick, quick pills, shots, surgeries. We want all these quick things, but don't want to change anything about us. We want them to do all the work. You, that pill, you change me. Them, that surgery, that doctor, you change me. You change me. You change me. You have to change you. The only way you are going to be successful long term and stop this yo-yo back and forth stuff is for you to be ready to change, to take responsibility, to cut some veggies, to cut out some other stuff in your life that you don't need to be spending money on anymore. You need to be focusing on your health. You don't need to be 
spending your money on all these things. You need to be investing in your health. You need to be investing in your future. And that comes from here. So if you're ready to take your fingers and put them away, put the gun show down and start pointing at yourself and you go, you know what? You're right. I do yo-yo diet because of me. I do just keep looking for the quickest, fastest results and my goals are not right. But my goal is Jesus. I do keep valuing myself and putting my self-worth on food to make me happy or make me sad or make me feel good or make me feel bad. It's time for me to change that. Then you can comment change below and we can talk about how we can be transformed in our health by starting here, like it says in Ephesians, start here. And like it says in Philippians with Paul talking to us about changing this, changing this. When this starts changing, the outside changes. People see you different. You shine different. You look different. Yeah, do you lose weight and look different? Absolutely, but there's something else that they can't explain. That something else is Jesus that's already in you, right? When we learn from Jesus, we can find rest. Stop trying so hard. You don't have to starve yourself. You don't have to work out at a million percent all the time. You don't have to only eat carrots. But you do have to change. You cannot stay what you're doing right now and expect a different result. In fact, that's the opposite of change. That's insanity, <laughs> right? So stop trying to stay how you are now, but get a different result. I want to stay how I am now, but be thinner. I want to stay eating what I am now, but change. I don't want to give this up. You might have to give up some things for a little bit. Right? We want the end result without going through what the, the transformation it takes to get there. You don't like veggies right now because you don't eat them. You don't like cooking right now because you don't cook. You don't like working out right now because you don't work out. You need to give yourself some time to make these new habits. You can't just say you don't like something and then say, but I've never really done it. Like, what would you say to your kids? Mom, I don't like Brussels sprouts. Have you ever tried them? No. Well, then how do you know? Same thing with your health. I don't like working out. Mm -mm. No, not for me. I don't sweat. I don't do that. It's hard. I told you, you had to have your big girl panties on today. You don't like it because you've never tried it. You don't even know what you like or not. And you've cut your fitness journey short because you tried CrossFit once and you're like, I don't fit in here. Working out clearly isn't for me. You could very easily like bar or biking or walking or running or stretching, <laughs> right? Just because you tried one thing that doesn't work doesn't mean the whole sum. Just because you tried keto when it doesn't work doesn't mean that that's a bad start line. Just because you've, you know, attempted to cook once and you burnt your Marie Callender dish doesn't mean that all cooking is bad for you. Crock-pots are a great thing. Instapot, all of those things. Maybe you're just trying it the wrong way. So if you're ready for change, real change that involves you looking deep at you, that's what I do. 
I don't take this surface level approach because it doesn't work. And I'm happy when you reach your 15, 20, 30, 100 pound weight loss goal with me. Very happy. I'm happier when it's been decades and you're still there. That's what I celebrate. What the world doesn't. You lost weight. It's been 15 years. Good job. Good job. You lost weight. It's been 15 minutes. All right. Well, what are you going to do now? You're going to go back because you have a choice to make. Are you going to go back or are you going to continue your transformation? I want you to have a lifelong transformation, not a 15 minute glory fame. I'm in my wedding dress. I look great now. My bathing suit's good. And now I'm running back to what was killing me before, to the slave that I was, to food, to exercise, to restriction. I don't want to be like that. I don't want to be an Israelite that wants to go back to Egypt. I want to be moving to the promised land. If you want to move to that promised land in your health, in a way that causes you to change, it does. Anyone promising you all of this quick, easy fix with no change on your part, if it's too good to be true, comment change. Let's break this thing once and for all. You don't have to do it on your own. Let's break it. Let's break it now because it starts here and it starts here and the rest will transform from there. So comment change if that's what you're looking to do. We're going to dive deeper into this. You're going to see me posting on this a lot because it's really near and dear to my heart um, about our change. I will put up our scriptures for today. So if you are late watching this, it was Ephesians 4, 22 to 24 and Ephesians 3. Read the whole thing. Um, or Philippians 3. Read the whole thing. <laughs> don't, don't just stop. I love Paul. I'm never going to tell you to stop. Uh, Philippians 3, Ephesians 4, 22 through 24. Bernice, I see you. I'll be messaging you. And if you need anything between here or there, let me know. Um, our Methodized Mom program is open. There is open enrollment now. The wait list is closed, so the extra benefits are gone. However, the program is open for enrollment. We are doing group starts on December 14th. So if you want to get in before the end of the year, this is your chance. Methodized Mom uh, opens up four times a year. This is it. This is when you enroll. We're all starting December 14th. Get in that group. Get in this program. If you're ready for change, get in it. Don't wait because it's not coming again until next year. So hop in now. Now's the time. You don't have to wait until January. Start your workouts on Wednesday. Start eating healthy on Thursday. Stop waiting for the Monday. Stop waiting for the morning. Change now. I'll talk to you guys soon. If you want more information on Methodized Mom, comment Methodized below, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye, ladies.